is Kevin Pruitt with Rising Tide Startups, and my guest today is Kayla Philo. Kayla, thank you for joining us on Rising Tide. Hi, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super honored to, to be on your show. Well, it's an honor for us to have you here. And so tell our listeners a little bit about Kayla Philo. Well, Kayla is a video coach for high-performance um, female entrepreneurs, and I also am the founder of a course called Mirror Your Brilliance on Video that basically can help anybody uh, get going on video without a lot of fuss and create quality videos, either streaming like this or with their computer or with their smartphone um, to start to leverage kind of the, what's happening online right now with video and the power sure. of video the brand. So you have to dig a little deeper than that. So, so take us a little further back. <laughs> Let's say, how in the world did you end up where you are today? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I started out, I'm an internet grandma. I started out doing websites back in the 90s when my kids were little because I wanted something that I could do while, you know, around their schedule, basically, and my, my husband at that time, his schedule. And so, and I'm kind of very right and left brain. I'm very visual and creative, but also kind of techy and geeky. And so doing you know, internet and websites was a great thing. And then also my, my degree is in marketing. So I came to video, I came to web development and video from marketing. And that's a distinction that is pretty important to my clients usually. So after, then went, when we could start to do video online, I got on it right away because I just, the first time I popped open an editor, I started editing and video and I like, that's how my brain thinks. And so I cut my teeth on this work in a really fun way. There was a startup in uh, San Francisco at the time who was hiring local videographers to do short marketing videos for uh, like clients of Yellow Pages mm -hmm. or at that time City Search, if anybody remembers that. Yeah, and I do. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's, I would get a call from my producer at the time and they'd say, go to, you know, this dentist or go to this auto shop or go to this you know, beauty salon at this time and you have an hour to get their video and interview the owner and get a video and then edit it and send it to us. And that's how I got started doing this work. And I loved it because I really liked the challenge of shooting on location and also knowing how to craft a, you know, a marketing video within with, from a 20 minute interview and then get the images that go with it. So you are, you're a rare individual. If you are both right and left brained, that's I mean, that is yeah. that is very rare that that someone has giftings in both of those areas. I mean, and and, and you're not neutral. You are you're strong probably on both sides. So mm -hmm. you're I a one person I, show. Probably, <laughs> I, yeah, but sometimes when you know the right brain was like dominating, the left brain's like, and then fight. And so I have to go do this over, over here for a while. <laughs> that's exactly right. I, I think that's when people get in this like analysis paralysis thing that they you know they they can't they they're like almost immobile. It's a, what is the the uh, immovable logic meets an irresistible force or something like that. So. Have you been like sitting in my brain? Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me, let me wrap all that up. Go ahead. I was going to bring it to present. No, no, today. no, please. Yeah. So about four years ago, I had a midlife um, somersault in my life and I decided to leave the nest really, really empty. And I sold or donated everything that would have been to my car and I took off to travel, but I also wanted to start, um, a location independent business that uh -huh. was helping my current niche, which is female entrepreneurs. Now, again, my stuff works for anybody, but women have their own special baggage about being on camera. So um, that is the kind of my sweet spot right now. But at, that's what I started doing was creating this online business that I could help anybody in the world and my impact would be a lot bigger. 
That that story that you just kind of spun there, it sounded a little familiar, like uh, what the eat, pray, love, or or whatever that that story is. So, and I know I should have done that first and written. <laughs> That's right. Somewhere through a Hindu temple in the middle of India, you you figured things out. So, well, it's funny because yeah, I have my own like eat, pray, love story also, but it was in a black box theater in Northern California where I met my current guapo Mexican partner. So yeah, there's, we can talk about that later. <laughs> well, so you, and, let's say you and I are, are stepping on an elevator and I have a business. Tell me exactly in the next 30 seconds is where, you know, we're going up 10 floors. Tell me exactly how you could provide an assistance to whatever my business is. Well, I can help you set up a mini studio in your home or office where you can start to create quality videos today without with a very minimum of expense and also based on your short-term quarterly goals even we can talk about what kinds of videos that looks like because video is the most um consumed format online right now and it's sure. also the most engaging and at that time we had, i would need another elevator level to tell you why it's the most engaging but a lot of people are already getting that message anyway. <laughs> okay, well, I'm so interested that I hit the button to close the door. So we're going back down now. So tell me, <laughs> you have 30 more seconds. <laughs> okay, well, we should just get a coffee, but okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So the reasons, there's two business reasons why you should, and I am shooting everybody, you should be doing video. I cannot think of a certain, any, any business model that doesn't need video if you're trying to attract and engage and convert an online audience. Okay, so there's two reasons. Number one is external, it's the industry landscape. So Google owns YouTube and Facebook wants to become the TV of the internet. And we're all seeing that happening as Facebook starts to push and push and push on video. So right now at this moment in time, you're getting a little tiny bit of extra reach on Facebook because they're not giving you any extra reach for free with anything else. Right. So you get a little bit of tiny extra reach with your video and you also, um, your page will start to convert better. You'll save money on your ads as well. I don't have time to get into that, but if you do little video ads on Facebook, you save money. Google will um, favor a website that has relevant video on the homepage 99% of the time over a website that same exact per or type of business, but no video, they don't get this high in the search rankings. And that's because Google owns YouTube and they want to drive traffic. So. Why is that though? Why do these big brands care? Well, their their revenue is um, ad model. I'm oversimplifying quite a bit, but 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 then why does video work? Well, that goes to the human side of things. Right. And it's because we are. I mean, it's the reason why you're doing some video on YouTube, is my guess. Um, you, the human brain is attracted to sound and motion, and then when you add a human face to that, we're like, ah, oh, we're mesmerized. We want to know more about that. And you think of a little baby and how they're like. That's looking at you. They're looking at your eyes and they're looking at the expression on your face and they're trying to figure out. Do you know what they're trying to figure out? Oh, you you can't test the host like that in the <laughs> middle. Of, you make the host freeze. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> um, they're trying to figure out uh, if they can trust you now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, because we all have this embedded. Uh, sort of genetic material, like I don't really know what the words are, but genetic memory that, you know, we like smiles and babies are attracted to smiles and we like contrast. And so they look at your eyes and they, they're learning that they can trust you. So 
when somebody sees a video of you online, this is why websites with video or pages with video tend to people spend average of two and a half more times on a page mm -hmm. than they do on one that does it. That's just a statistic. Um, also, brands that have video viewers and consumers report a higher level of trust earlier with them. Sure. And it, it's all goes back to trust. And I'm sure a lot of your familiars who are working on startups, trying to get those first few customers, you know, you realize how important that no like and trust factor is. Exactly. Exactly. And so you can shortcut, like video is your ultimate sales assistant. You can shortcut the time between, you know, you can write a ton of blogs and there's nothing wrong with blogs. I have a blog, but um, the odds of somebody spending the same amount of time on a blog post as they will with your video and getting the same connection with you are very, very low. Absolutely. And I, and I would agree wholeheartedly about the value of video and about the uh, attractiveness in the marketing space of video. But I also know that people have an inordinate fear of being on video, especially Facebook Live. You know, at least with a with the video, recorded video, you can edit things out. You can, you know, cut and paste, whatever, you know, tape them together with the old, like the old cassette, splicing things together, you know. But what, how do you, how do you help people over that? I mean, I know that's kind of part of your repertoire as well. How do you, how do you help them over that initial fear of just stepping out there? Well, there are a couple different um reasons why we're afraid the why i've seen so number one is the tech and we could, i think we're gonna talk about that in a little bit but so that's one piece so if you separate out the okay so i'm nervous about doing video all right step one you can't do video until you have some sort of setup and most of us you know want to look okay on our videos so do your get your setup first get that set up then you know that's done and then you can work on okay my camera um anxiety or how i feel and i have a lot of tips around that too but it the other piece of that that's really helpful is to treat it as a system you know i feel the way about my bookkeeping and accounting like you guys do about video i don't like it i'm scared of it sure <laughs> i'm not scared of it but to me it's just it's like something from mars and i have a business degree it just doesn't yeah it's not the way that i think so but what do i do about that i i mean it's important to my business right like really important i have to pay attention to it and so I have figured out a system to do that. And that is one thing that differentiates my method and my approach is that I was a video producer, marketing video producer for 15 years for small businesses and nonprofits. And so I know that this process benefits from a system. And so once you have your setup kind of in place and then you know you kind of step A, B, and C, that takes all the, a lot of the uncertainty, anxiety away and then you can start to work on the deeper issue of, oh, I don't like how I look, or what am I going to say? And a lot of that just boils down to preparation. Yeah. So and, and can you airbrush hair and <laughs> for receding hairlines? Or, I mean, you, if you've been in the space 15 years, I mean, come on. You should have come up with a tool already to fix yeah, this. Yeah, I think that, that they, you know... <laughs> <laughs> they do. Um, there's a lot you can do. It just depends upon uh, at what, you know, kind of how much you want to mess with that kind of stuff. But here's the other point. The things, usually the things that we are nervous about on video are the things that endear us to the audience because there's this human uh, concept called reciprocity. And it's one of the things that separates us from bears and, you know, sharks and things that might eat us is that, uh, 
when somebody does something nice for us, you know, we generally want to reciprocate. It's like a sure. yeah. part of pack animal nature. And so when we're on video and maybe, you know, we don't look like camera ready perfection, but we're trying and we're trying to make, a, you know, we're being authentic and we are trying to provide value. People appreciate that. And they really do. And mm -hmm. so you start to get good feedback and then you start to feel like, oh, I can do more of this. And it's kind of like riding a bike. You know, you start to go a little faster and then you go with handlebars and, right. and, and, um, and then you sort of forget maybe how you look weird riding a bike. You just go, I'm riding this bike and I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me though, so the, the old adage that says, you know, one negative comment can kind of overshadow 10 positives. So, I mean, we, we've all seen comments on YouTube going, oh, you're such a loser. Why are you doing this? I mean, you should turn the camera off now and go back to print me. You have a face for radio. You know, all these, these little, you know, little quips out there. How do you help people overcome that, that as well? Yes, well, um, that is actually, and I try to help people really cement this in. When you start to get negative comments, it, you should celebrate because what that means is you're getting more reach. Mm. And I had this unscientific uh, sort of number in my head. Like, like if you're starting to reach like 2,000, 2,500 people with some of your videos and all that, you're going to start to attract trolls. Mm. And it's like being in a comedy club or, or, you know, or any kind of being in a venue that's wider than just your inner circle of fans, right? You're going to start to attract people who are unhappy in their life, and this is how they try to make themselves feel better. Or, or maybe they're just not quite all there. And so ignore it. I mean, look at it as a sign that you're making a difference, you're differentiating yourself, because that's the other thing, you, like to, in general, not just with video, to get attention online, you have to differentiate yourself, right? Right. So not everybody's gonna like what you have to say. Sure. You, you know, yep. it's a free country, a yep. world, a lot of places. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Basically, you just have to sort of refocus on all the positive comments and like you and flip that what you were saying, you know, one positive, one negative can, right. you have to flip that around and go, oh, no, I'm not gonna let that happen. I have right. 100 positive comments, one negative, and I'm going to focus on the other one. Sure. Last tip, if you have a controversial subject or something and you do get tend to attract a lot of that, you can hire a VA or have a VA review your comments for you and then you hmm. can do it with Yep. Yep. That, that, that's a, I mean, that, I think that's, that's well thought out and, and just the, the whole idea. I mean, I think I saw something, a quote on Facebook the other day that talked about, you know, the, the only people that criticize you are the people who have not done what you've done or who are behind you. So I, mean, I really like that. He said the people that are, that are doing this better than you or ahead of you are not your critics. So such a great quote, especially for your audience, which I'm guessing has a lot of startups. Um, sure. That is so, so right. There's, you know, there's actually uh, a total quick story. There's a crab out there that if you put a bunch of these crabs in a, in a pot, you know, mm -hmm. they can't, even if one could crawl out, the others won't let it and they'll actually kill it to keep it in there with them. So you have to sort of think about it that way. Yeah. I mean, if you're starting a startup, you are not going to make a lot of people around you happy because some of them might be wishing they would do the same thing. It doesn't mean right. they're bad people right. or they don't love you. It's just you have to be really convicted in what you're doing. And so I love that, that you just brought that up. 
the very last piece about worrying about negative comments, and I got this from a coach uh, that I, I interviewed some coaches that are some business coaches that are using video really well. Her name is Patty Lennon. And she said, you have to put your own ego, you have to put the needs and the way that you can serve your audience best ahead of your ego. Mm -hmm. And I can actually speak to that from experience because you know what a video producer does? we stand behind the camera and we boss people around. And I really liked that. <laughs> I was for a long time I was like, oh no, no, this happens and that happens. Well, then I'm like, dang, if I'm going to start to be telling, you know, people they need to get out in front of the camera, I got to do the same thing. Yeah. So I totally yeah. You know, can relate to not, I'm an introvert as well. And I can totally relate to not jumping out of bed and going, Ooh, I'm going to be on camera today. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there are those, those, uh, rare unicorns out there that, that love being on camera, but, but the, for the most, you know, most of us, you know, we kind of shy away from that and we're much prefer just the, and not even the sound of our voice. We prefer to type something or, you know, the, the whole kind of avoidance. But again, flip that around. This is such an incredible opportunity. Oh, I agree. I agree. And you're, you know, sorry, pat yourself on the back. You're doing it. You know, you're on camera right now and you're such a great example. And it's, that is another thing that really drives me is I've watched this space evolve for the last, you know, 20 years ish. And I was at South by South by Southwest Interactive. The first one I had a streaming video account. I was trying to resell that to, I mean, a lot of your audience won't even know what that is because (laughs) that was back, you know, before streaming video was free online. But, um, I just watched this space evolve and also what's happening in the world of entrepreneurship a lot because of the internet and it's an incredible, incredible opportunity. So I really hope that people will scope out and get a bigger perspective around it because I personally think everybody should have a YouTube channel. Well, and I think, you know, part of what you said made me think that it's, it's one of those, uh, it's kind of like jumping into the the tech space in the first place. I mean, it's kind of the internet age. And I'm, if you're an internet grandmother, I'm an internet great grandfather because I am I predate anything closer closely, you know, related to tech. But uh, just the whole idea that that it, we're moving that way, it, it's just moving that way. And so you can either be in the game or you can stand on the sidelines and watch the prey go by and go man, I wish I would have followed the, the path. Um, and that, that kind of, I want, I want to touch on that just for a second. That why is there such an, a, a rise, you know, over the last couple of years of, of video? Why, why the sudden, I mean, we've had, we've had YouTube for a number of years. We've had, you know, smartphones for a number of years. People have, you know, been able to, you know, post video on blogs and things like that. And, and I mean, Facebook seems a little late in the game with their Facebook Live, but so how do you how do you account for this this sudden increase? You know, knowing this is a really high fear in most people's worlds. Right. Well, uh, that's a great question. And actually, the video on my web my YouTube channel has a tidal wave, a clip of a tidal wave, and that's why I say, are you going to ride the tidal wave or are you going to like get drowned? <laughs> that is exactly what's happening. And they're in depending upon your your industry and your space, there's a real opportunity right now to get a front runner advantage and get on some video if you're not doing it. And if other people in your space are not doing it, like for example, um, you know, I'm a, I work with a lot of coaches and a lot of coaches are lagging still on. Sure. And the ones that are getting on it are just like, why didn't I start two years ago? 
So the reason that I believe that it is, you're seeing this, this exponential growth is because it became possible. It just got easier and easier and easier to do it. And so I used to shoot with a big old camera yep. and then I shot with a smaller camera and then I shot with a smaller camera and now I use my smartphone and right. I coach all of my clients to use their smartphone. And even some of, you know, with some of my videos, I'm bypassing that and I'm now I'm using my Chromebook. Mm. You know? So it's just yep. got so much easier to produce video. Right. It's like you almost can't not do it or there's no excuse left. Right. And, and I mean, with the free editing tools online and I mean, it, they make it very easy, you know, to adopt yeah. this, this new technology and, and I think that's helping. So. It is. And also the, you know, YouTube, um, I went to VidCon three or four years ago with my, my daughter was doing video stuff in school and it was longer than that. Gosh, time flies. Probably six or seven years ago. Anyway, VidCon was a, a meeting in LA around for YouTubers. And it was the most interesting, fun thing I'd been to. Is the only conference I've ever gone to where the average age was probably 13, literally. And all of the, you know, adults in the room were kind of gathering around trying to like pick at the brains of these kids. Like, how do we do, you know, like trying to figure out how they were doing it and and wanting to become relevant to that generation because I don't remember the exact statistics, you know, bad me. But um, the number of 14 year olds in the United States that have a YouTube account is you know, like some huge amount and the amount of time they spend on YouTube. So YouTube, younger generation was really driving a lot of this video adoption. And right. then Facebook, when Facebook turned on Facebook Live and you know how, much, how many of us were already on Facebook, that then really has in, I've probably exponentially increased the amount of video you know, online today. So those are some of the reasons. It's just the technology got easier, people's internet connections got better. Right. And the big boys online, the big companies won it. So Yeah. I my son uh graduated from university a couple of years ago and and he had a couple of classmates that did a very simple video called How Animals Eat Their Young. I'm sorry, how animals eat their food, not eat their young. Um yeah, that's a completely different story. <laughs> Um, and how animals eat their food. And it literally is just two guys sitting at this with a cardboard box with a tablecloth over it. And one of them's eating like, you know, a human. And the other one is eating like these various animals. Well, this video just exploded. And I think if you look at it today on YouTube, it's got like 300 million views or something like that. These kids paid their tuition. So private school, they paid their tuition. They were just, I mean, the ad revenue on that video alone just was incredible. And they you know, that's what they do now. They just make these silly videos. And that's, I mean, literally is just, you know, living on the wave of that first video. And and it is amazing the the reach and the the impact and the virality of that video, you know, just how simple that was. And they filmed it like in an afternoon. Right. I mean it was just it was it was truly amazing. And I, I made me think of that. I'll watch that video again like last week just just uh because I had some time to surf the you know surf the net and, and just <laughs> waste a little time there. But um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so sure. what other what other tips um do you think would really I mean if somebody's thinking about okay, I want to kind of start with you know, adding video, incorporating video, what's, what's a couple of just first steps that, that are real easy, you know, low barrier of entry, 
you know, things to do that they can, like, let's say they have it, they're just getting started on and some online business, maybe it's e-commerce, maybe it's um, some kind of, you know, gig economy stuff, side hustle, whatever. But how do you, how do you kind of leverage that? What's the best way to start? Is it, is it brand awareness? Is it product focus? Is it, you know, I want to tell you about me. I mean, what's, what's the, what's the, the easy entry? Yeah, well, that's a great question too. And, and it does sort of depend on the business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but most businesses have some sort of marketing plan in place. And so you want to look at your priorities there and start to see how can I videoify that? So if your priority is brand awareness, how can you videoify that? You, uh, you start, you obviously need um, some explainer videos on your site about not explainer, but you need a, you know, a branding video. That's what you do, why you do it, what makes you different. Basically, you're going to want some, uh, my most favorite video of all that you don't even have to shoot is a testimonial. Yeah. As soon as you get rolling with some customers, you want to get video testimonials. Um, And those you don't even have to shoot. Then if you are in product sales, you want to definitely do product videos, just Mm -hmm. short, simple. And that's the other key. Keep it simple. Right. Uh, and I can, if you want me to get into it right now or in a couple of minutes, I was going to talk to you about a really simple setup. Yeah, we can, we can touch on that in just a second. I, I want to follow up one thing. So, you know, I've interviewed a number of different people. They've been in a number of different spaces over the last year and for two months, a year and three months or so. And everybody that has a focus believes that their thing is the, is the, you know, kind of the silver bullet or the panacea or the, the thing that can cure all ills. I, I, I mean, I'm getting the sense as I'm talking to you that yours really does that video really is. I mean, it is, it's like separating itself from virtually all the other approaches from a marketing standpoint, from a branding standpoint, from a, an awareness standpoint. And I mean, you're selling me on video, but I mean, are you being fair that, you know, considering other things, I mean, it seems like to me that this is almost a no brainer. Yes. And once again, depending upon your business model, but and I think the, what I love about your question is um, I think it's super intelligent and it's thinking ahead because it's something I've been thinking about too. I believe we're moving to a time when, um, you know, cause I'll have people come to me and they'll go, well, I want to get this going. I want to get my blog going and I want to get this going and then I'll do some video. And I think the smarter approach, especially for limited resources and the fact that it's so easy to get going on video these days is start with video. I mean, blogging is important for your SEO, of course, Sure. but it's very easy to do a little video post about a blog. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Instagram, which started out as the, you know, it still is like the image, um, the image engine in a way. Right, exactly. But, you know, IGTV is blowing up. It's yep. huge. And so it, I, if you start with video on Instagram, I guess that's what I'm getting at. You're going to spend a little time, a little bit of money and some time and setup mm-hmm. um, more than the world is blogging, of course. But that's why everybody in the world is blogging because it's inexpensive and right. you have to show up to it in the same way as you do, um, you know, for video. Right. So, I think that we're coming to the time when, and this is kind of how I've, I've oriented my business is I'm video first. And then I do, you know, I'll like, I'll have a blog post in mind, but there's always a video piece that goes with that. Right. 
I'm starting to live stream every day, but I have things to say. I mean, there's a strategy behind it. Mm -hmm. yeah. that's, that's why people get uh, kind of nervous about live streams is if you don't have a strategy behind why you're online, if you're just kind of online, people can tell that and it's, it doesn't really work very well. Well, I, I think that's a great segue into into kind of the final segment of our of our chat today that we'd like to call the Rising Tide Micro Course. So we want to build a library of of you know these these mini segments during the interview that are really kind of uber focused on on you know salient and points and and really value to our listeners that that uh, listen to the the entire episode and <clears throat> so so touch on like the steps of getting set up. I mean, are you frame it however you want to frame it. This is your time, but, but uh, just, just really kind of speak to our listeners about, you know, they're thinking, Hey man, I'm buying what she's selling. So how do we get to, how do we get started in this? So. Okay. Well, thanks so much for that. So what I find that I learn best when I'm learning while doing, and I find that most people do um, all the way from little kids and puppies up to adults. So we learn by doing right. And given that, and also that part of the stress around video sometimes can be confusion or overwhelm around the gear. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that I try to help people with is simplifying like a super simple setup for video. Uh, and this, some pieces of this will apply whether you're doing live streaming or whether you know, um, you're doing interviews online with your computer camera or whether you're shooting with your smartphone. So there's only like four things that you need. First of all, if you're gonna use a camera, use your smartphone and um, you need something that will hold it stable you know basically for your tripod you mm -hmm. need either a, a tabletop tripod or if you're going to film standing up which is a great idea for some people energy reasons um, you just need a tripod to hold your phone then I recommend this mic here I don't I'm not sponsored by Rode I wish but I'm not <laughs> But you can see this mic, this mic has been everywhere with me. I travel a lot and mm -hmm. road products, I just really like them. They are a great um, combination of professional but affordable. Okay. You can definitely spend more on a mic, but this is a great one to start with because it just clips right to your shirt mm -hmm. and plugs right into the headphone jack. Now, some people don't have a headphone jack anymore because Apple and their infinite wisdom did away with it, I think in the iPhone 7. So, but you do have, there's a little adapter. That right? little dongle, absolutely, yeah. Dongle. Yeah, mm -hmm. that used to come with it. And now I, I think the iPhone, is it, the last one didn't even ship with the dongle. So mm -hmm. at any rate, you'll need a dongle. Now, the challenge with that is you can't charge your phone at the same time you're using the dongle because you're using that port, right? Sure. So there are dongles that have two little things. Exactly. And... I haven't, don't have one of those, by the way, I, I should have said this earlier. I hope nobody's taking notes furiously. I have this for all you guys, access to this whole list and easy way to order it if this works for people. Okay. So don't worry about trying to write it all down. And then I just did a whole video training around it. So we'll talk about that in a minute too. But um, at any rate, the, the double-sided dongle, um, I would, I didn't, I saw some kind of iffy reviews, I guess is what I'm getting at. So mm -hmm. it's not expensive. You could give it a try. Right. But I haven't like, endorsed one yet. And then the last thing that you need is a light source. Okay. So I use natural light when I can. And if I can't, like right now my room that gets a little bit dim. So I have one of these big box lights. Um, there are, um, you guys may know what that is. It's a, it looks like a black box on a, on a light stand 
with this and the light from it's really soft because there is a uh, kind of an opaque or translucent thing piece of right right so those are really inexpensive on amazon they're not as cool as the diva light but the diva light is the round light that gives like amazing light but you better know what you're doing along with makeup like a diva with those. yeah also, yep. they're not very forgiving in terms of moving them around. My box lights move around for me. Like, I mean, right. all my box lights all, all over Mexico. I love them. Um, and the last thing with the Diva is you can't wear glasses with it. I haven't figured out a way to do that. All because of the white, it would be white circles on the lenses. It, it's alien. You look like an alien. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, right. I, I, I don't have a light ring. I may look like an alien anyway, so it may, it may be an improvement. <laughs> Um, but my point with all of that is, and this is something else I think that we're getting to and that I'm trying to introduce to people, you know, now that like we, yeah, we've been in this big tidal wave of video, everybody's getting online going, oh, I got to be doing video. Well, now let's all step back and take a breath and align how we look with our brand. So mm, that's there's good. no reason, you know, we don't have to look, um, you know, like, uh, the morning show on what, you know, TV camera ready. But we don't have to look like we're in a cave. <laughs> and I just did a post on LinkedIn about the cure for cave person video. Because, I mean, I, I admire anybody who's doing video taking that on. But it's time to step back and buy a box light. <laughs> <laughs> so you can look a little bit. Because you want to represent yourself like your brand. I mean, I'm sure everybody spent some money on their logo and their website. Sure. When they, you get ready to go to a networking meeting, do you walk in there, you know, looking like you've got that you know no you walk in there um kind of ready for action correct yeah that's what a little yeah. bit more of a home mini studio or office mini studio will do for you is just have your light there have your mic ready to go and um and if you can't leave your stuff up you can put tape on the floor where your light goes when you want to like grab it and start doing a video right so you can be kind of consistent in your delivery from video yeah. to video yeah that's exactly. good and I, you probably, I mean, you're in the same place that I saw that you were on your others on YouTube. And so you, you know, you've realized that I'm in my cave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but if you set that up every single time. How much less efficient would that be? Sure. And you'd be tempted to not do it at all. And that's what I find too. Okay. Last tip is when possible, batch your Like, And that's less for live streams perhaps than than marketing videos, or if you're doing a YouTube channel that you're going to be creating videos for, you want to figure out a way to batch those, at least most of them, because mm -hmm. it is so much more efficient to do, believe it or not, you know, four or five videos at one sure. time than it is just to do one. And a lot of people are like, I just want to get one done. And then I'm like, no, we're going to do at least three and you're going to see how much more efficient it is. Plus it saves you money in the edit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a, there's a flow. I mean, there, it, it takes a little while to get kind of get into the flow of the, the thought process. And once you're in it, you want to, you know, kind of make hay while the sun is shining type thing. And, and this idea of, you know, how to, how can I be consistent and have, you know, a consistent thought pattern that's going through because these are not necessarily independent thoughts. I mean, they, they may tend to build on each other. So let me, let me ask you a really quick question about point number one, you said, use your smartphone. Why would you, why, why do you recommend doing that? Is it just because of ease of entry or is it because the camera has gotten so good that it's going to be as good as any other, like a, you know, DLR camera, or DSLR, whatever, the, you know, the digital reflex cameras or whatever. So what's, why specifically just use your cell phone? Well, 
number one, most people have one now. Right. Not everybody has a camera camera. Yeah. And uh, the new iPhone, I'm not sure about the older ones, it shoots 4K. Yeah. So if you're worried about, which by the way, gets compressed way, way down sure. on the internet. So I'm not really sure why we need that, but if we're, unless we're doing BMW commercials, but at any rate, <laughs> or unless you're producing stuff that's going to be seen on the big screen, maybe at any rate, um, the iPhone camera or and some of the other Android models can do, you know, very, very, very acceptable video, especially mm -hmm. for this kind of video or, you know, coach that's a health coach that's shooting themselves doing video. Um, fitness. Right. Right. So uh, you don't, you just don't need the extra step of downloading footage, you know, and sometimes, and that footage is going to be usually bigger. So it could be like, and some of them have proprietary formats like Sony used to, I don't know if they do anymore. Then the last thing is with the camera, you just have so many more settings to figure mm -hmm. out how to deal with um, that it, it's just another, you know, kind of laborious step. Sure. Just overcomplicate things. It just overcomplicates yeah. things. And, and my motto is keep it simple. And my second one is we can always get fancier later. Yeah. Um, there's a Facebook guru, Marie. Fortio. No, she's the YouTube lady. No, oh. this is Marie Smith. She's a Facebook. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she has a beautiful live stream look, you know, that is something that, a, you know, a video producer, a coach can totally help you achieve. Mm -hmm. but you don't have to start there. Right. Start with video. Um, right. You can start, you know, with this setup, which, you know, isn't like amazing, but it's better than the cave person look. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, let me, let me um, ask one other question and then, then we'll just ask you where people can find you online. But um, so um, how do you, or what, what is the, the easiest or quickest way for somebody once they shoot these videos, where do they go for editing? What, what's the, I mean, what editing software is, is free out there or easy access or just real quick touch on, you know, how to get it to this, you know, post-production stage. Yeah, another good question, and and uh, so I don't give tons and tons of recommendations about editing software because I'm a little contrarian with that. I used to be an editor. I am a very good video editor, so I know how long it takes. It takes a long time, and even if you know what you're doing. Um, what I prefer to encourage people to do is set up their shoot and their scripts and their shoot in such a way that makes the footage really easy to edit. Mm. And I don't really have time to get into that here, but um, that I have a whole piece on that in my method. And so, and that's the video producer thinking part. Like I know from the time you're writing your script, what the editor is going to be doing with your footage. Right. So right. How to do that. So, but you basically just want to keep it really simple and you want to yep. practice and keep your, you know, long rambling footage. Don't just give all that to an editor and expect them to be able to, to deal with it efficient. Well, they can deal with it, but it's going to cost you more money. Right. There's a long way of saying, sorry, that um, I like for people to be really efficient in the way that they create their videos so they don't have to edit them because when you're organized and editor on Upwork, I've used a bunch of them. They're great. They're very um, capable and they're not that expensive. Mm -hmm. Your time learning how to edit waiting for it to upload because if you're you know there are some good online editors right now but it takes forever depending on your internet connection right um, there's just some simple things some still don't do and so i would say um if you do you know if you have to edit your own stuff there's like just chopping off the front and the back um you know iMovie is easy yeah and 
think there's another Wistia. Is that I, well? I shouldn't even say because I Camtasia. I think that's the one I'm thinking of. Okay. Um, but in general, I don't edit anymore, and uh, I have an advantage because I know how to communicate with an editor. But that's something I teach my clients as well. But right. Just be really efficient and focused in how you create your footage, and then get an editor. Sure. Well, you also, you know, I can I can tell just through sheer experience, you're you're very good on camera as well. So you have a very <laughs> good presence on camera. So yeah, I I can. There's not a lot of ums and ahs in your in your presentation there as well. So yeah, I think you've already got this this part nailed. Well, so. I appreciate that, but I got to tell you, really, what I try to keep in mind um, is I'm not here. I mean, I'm here for you and your audience, and I mean that sincerely and not in a bushy weird way. It's just. I want this to become easier for people. It doesn't have to be as hard as it's been because I know what it can do for your business. And I know if you're doing a startup, your business is your baby. Right. Exactly. It's not just something you're waking up to go do. It is important to you and your family and your community. And it's important to the world because, you know, we're passionate about this work and that's the best kind of energy you can have around business. Well, Kayla, I, I am very grateful for you taking the time today and, and sharing your, your wisdom with our audience and, and taking time out of your valuable schedule. And so tell us where we can find you online as we wrap up today. Well, I have one of the world's longest URLs, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but I want you to type it out at least once. Mirror your brilliance on video.com because that's what you got to do, right? Um, and for your listeners, we will uh, be providing a separate link for, I guess we're going to talk or you can put uh, information about the, what they can access around that. It's a workshop that I'm going to, um, it's usually the paid workshop, but I'm going to open it up for you guys for free. And it's, and it's more detail around what we just talked about, like your super simple setup. And then I also go into how to set up the light and where to, to where to set up in your um, space. So I kind of take you on a virtual location scout. Sure. So long way of saying there'll be a, a link for that um, for your listeners, especially. But the website itself is mirrorbrilliance.com. And my email is Kayla at mirrorbrilliance.com. Well, Kayla, thank you. And I, I want to encourage our listeners, don't do not uh, dally on getting on getting to that link. It's only live for a for a short period of time. And she's offering this paid webinar out on a for a free basis just for our listeners. So we're very grateful for you doing that. And and uh, once again, providing value and just taking time out of your day to day just to play your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Kayla, yeah, thanks thank again. You.